Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. Movers. It's just, yeah, uh, that's the thing. Uh, <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can. Okay. Uh, a smoover is a person who will spot, smile and move. So that, that's a smoover. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it says on the cup, uh, wake up, be thankful, be approachable, complain less, smile, really. Start early, go long, go beyond expectations, have a sense of urgency, be resourceful and resilient with no excuses. Pretty nice. I take about having coffee with that every morning. Yeah. Be people staying out of your way. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's a smoover's cup. I'm going to give the first one to uh, Linda, who has eagle eye. Oh, yeah. Just eagle eye. That's all there is to it. All right. All right, uh, you should have uh, an outline for tonight uh, on the back or some facts about John uh, in comparison mostly uh, with the synoptic gospels and of course the synoptics are Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They're so similar that we call them synoptics. And uh, you have the, the first thing you have on, on the page on the left is the seven signs. John is unique, only having seven miracles of Jesus uh, in his gospel. So he's unique. I mean, that really cuts down uh, on the amount of miracles, okay? And of course, he picks these because they have a special message. Uh, he picks it and... We have been through every one of them so far. Our last one, of course, was raising Lazarus from the dead. Uh, down here on the lower uh, left is Old Testament references. Yeah, Matthew with 120. Well, you would expect that from Matthew, really, because he's uh, writing primarily to the Jews and so you would expect that. So he has 124 references to Old Testament. Luke has 109. Mark has just 70. And John has just 27 references to Old Testament writings. Up on the top of the page, things John leaves out. We, we don't often think about these things, but these are things that John leaves out. He leaves the birth out. There is no baptism. There's no temptation experience. Uh, he, I, I got the Last Supper down there, but actually it's not the Last Supper. John has the Last Supper. He just doesn't have communion at the Last Supper. We'll call it that. Uh, I, I know I'm... Oh, thank you. Uh, as long as those words work for you, that's one we will, we will use, okay? There's no Gethsemane experience. There's no ascension. No casting out of demons. And uh, no parable stories. So you, you, I don't know why, but it always, 
surprises me every time I read this kind of this kind of thing. Yeah, I seen you had some little questioning mind there. Yeah, what? I mean, yes. And and we have the I am statements, and we have one that uh, we will we will go over tonight. Uh, one of the I am statements, and that's a uh, real specific way. Uh, a real specific way that John uses the language to try to tell us about Jesus. Uh, the most astonishing and to me, the, maybe even the most wonderful is the personal name of Jesus. Uh, Mark uses it only uh, 13 times. Luke uses it 38 times. Matthew uses 151 times, but John uses it 247 times. And you, you always, to me, I always think of the Gospel of John uh, presenting Jesus as God. Yeah, I'm think, uh, yeah, I always think of that, okay, because it's really there. It really comes home to you about him being God. But, but uh, John uses his personal name, and I think, I may not know, obviously, I may not know. I think John wants you to continually look into the face of the human Jesus. And there you will find God, and you will also find yourself. Okay, so uh, that's on the, that's on the uh, back of that, and uh, you, you'll keep that uh, as a uh, uh, reference. Um, okay, in front of that is a uh, sparse outline uh, for tonight. We're going to do... Uh, uh, chapter 14. Oh, we'll do a little quiz first, okay? We'll see how this works, okay? Quizzes are not for grades. Quizzes are for learning, okay? And I'm not just nosy as to how much you've learned. That's not, okay? Um, difficult quiz questions, I think. Tonight, okay. You ready? Two things missing. Two things missing uh, during the last meal with his disciples. Two things are missing. One, we pointed out time and time again. The other one, we did not point out so clearly, but it was there. Two things missing. The last meal that Jesus has with his disciples, there are two things missing that the synoptics has. Somebody want to take one off? Go ahead. I'm what? Communion's missing, which I mentioned already, right? Right. No. Go ahead, Heidi. Nope. That's not missing. John's got that. Now, we didn't we didn't do this specifically, and I didn't say it out. This right in this context, okay? The Passover meal. The Passover meal is missing. There's not the Passover meal there. Uh, when Jesus meets with the with the Last Supper with his disciples, uh, it is not the Passover meal that that they have. Let me see. There's oh. And we are involved in the last time Jesus will be with his disciples prior to the crucifixion. 
that will be chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 before you get to the arrest of Jesus. So we got lots to cover. And I was whining to the pastor already tonight is very little events, in which I love to talk about events, as you well know. Uh, but we got, we're, we're going to do all these discourses uh, to there, okay? Uh, it's already come up tonight, but what does John record that the synoptics do not record at the last meal? It's already come up. It's already been answered. What? Nope. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, I think Heidi, or one, somebody already said that. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. Let's, uh, let's dive in to chapter 4. How many of you, I love chapter 14. I, I hardly would do a funeral that I wouldn't read the first part of chapter 14, okay? I just wouldn't do that. All right, let's begin. Um, comfort for his disciples. This is what you will see all, all over uh, he's preparing his disciples. He's trying to talk with them over and over again during this long period of discourses, which we will, we will have now. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. So don't let your hearts be troubled. Uh, they are going to face the most difficult grief of their life and maybe of their entire life in uh, just uh, with almost a few hours that Jesus will be crucified, okay? We're on the evening. He's crucified uh, the next day. So uh, let not your hearts beat. What could Jesus mean by this? He's in preparing his disciples, uh, what could he mean by that? So, so grief is just around the corner for them. Just around the corner. Whether they know it or not, it is just, and we know it because we know the beginning and the end, and uh, we've read quite a bit in between there. Um, but so what, what, could he, what could he be saying to them? Uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry? Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, and you say that so well, uh, for, but you always qu you're quoting somebody else when you say, uh, go ahead and believe in the night what you learned in the light or something of, of that nature. Yeah, uh, but you have a way of saying that that, that is great. In other words, they're going to go into a real dark period, and uh, hopefully they won't be swept away. Joan. I don't know, yeah. And, and I don't know why I, for some reason, till this very moment, Joan, I'm so glad you said it that way because I, I never thought about Jesus and his grief till, 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 till just now. Amen? 
And so thanks for uh, stating that the way, the way you did. But you're, you're right. Go, go ahead, Mike. Exactly. It, 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 yeah, it's, it's a whole regiment of ideas that they got are going to just be flushed. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. right. Amen. Amen. I, I actually learned this uh, uh, dealing with um, parents that lost children, they, they died early. Um, I don't know why, but I always got a tap on the shoulder I, to, to speak at those. There, there's a whole group of people, you know, uh, that of parents that have lost children, and they deal with grief in a hard way. And what I learned dealing and talking with them is uh, grief has a process. Uh, and it is, it is a clear process. Uh, you, you, you may not follow it real keenly or cleanly, cleanly, you may not, but there is a process of a path to healing for you in grief. But when there's guilt involved in that, there's only two remedies for guilt. There's not three or four, and there's no, like, you, it'll, it'll heal. No, uh, you have to either pay for it. Once you establish it, once you establish it, you have to either pay for it. And how do you pay for it? Pay for it with your life in some form, okay? And the other way, which is usually more difficult for people to take, and that is the idea of forgiveness, which is offered to us in the cross of Jesus Christ. Only two ways to deal with that. And so it will stay if you have uh, some guilt that is mixed with that. And I think part of that is what Jesus is trying to tell them. Uh, you're, you're going to grieve. You're, you're going to grieve Jesus going away. You're going to grieve that. But don't be uh, swept away and let that begin to rule your life. Don't let that pain begin to rule your life because there is a way for you to be healed going through that uh, in that grief process. So let not your hearts be troubled. And, and the, the affirmation is what? You believe in God. You, you believe in God. And then, of course, he said, also believe in me. And boy, there's a that's really great advice, you know. Uh, you know stick stick with God, even uh, though things get uh, painful. Um, I wonder if this is a good time to talk about pain. Um, pain is not all bad. Do we know that? It is not all bad. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's all good, but it's not all bad. 
And I learned this in life experience, that sometimes pain is the only evidence you will have of life. So when you're hurting, it's not the worst thing in the world that could happen to you when you're hurting, okay? Number one, it proves you're alive because you hurt. And that's a step in the right direction for you, okay? Uh, so, so anyway, uh, pain is not all that bad, all right? Uh, and try to remember that for Go ahead, Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you're hurting, you're hurting. Yeah. There's a quote, pain is inevitable, misery is an option. That's where I wanted to go with that. Thank you. I don't know if you heard her or not. Yeah. Uh, pain is inevitable. That is part of living and sometimes evident. But misery is an option. And what you want to go ahead, go ahead. Yes, right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that where, be with me, that where you also may be where I am. That's all really clumsy, I know, but it's probably the only way that you can get that said right. Um, that where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And so in the Father's house... Uh, I think King James has many mansions, if I remember right. And where Jesus said, many, many mansions. And uh, here it is, uh, room. Um, I don't know why I learned, just over the years, learned to love this, this text. Uh, somebody's got a place for me. Did you ever feel out of place? Huh? And wonder where that was? That you had a place? Well, here, you got a place for you. And uh, uh, Jesus is a great architect here. And uh, the Father is a great architect here, is going to make you a place. So you have a place prepared for you. And 
if he has prepared you a place, it'll be really good. It'll be just perfect for you. Might not be perfect for somebody else, but it'll be just perfect for you, this place, okay? Okay, let's go to the next slide. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Isn't this just like Thomas? I love Thomas. He has the courage to confront the difficult questions of life and even brings them up and will question Jesus about them. He is, and he will solicit from Jesus doing this kind of thing that he naturally does. He'll solicit the best and highest statement of Jesus that there is in the book of John. We'll note that when we come to it, okay? We will not miss that. We will, we will point that out. There he is again doing the same old thing, but what he's doing is he's bringing out the very information that we need to know. Okay. And so Thomas says, uh, we don't know. He's just honest. I don't know. I don't know where you're going, and I don't know the way to get there. So let's, let's go to, yeah, oh, let me see. Uh, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And, and, and there is uh, another I am statement. Here he is, uh, the truth. Uh, he is the way. Uh, he is life. Um, and, and this is a formula John has in the language itself. And it, it doesn't come out so maybe so clear in the English, but it's a double way of saying, I am, I am. Uh, I exist, I am. I, I exist and I'm going to continue to exist. Am, am, I, I, will, I will continue to exist. And so uh, we want to get that down pat, okay, because it's, it's not very far now that we're going to learn the other side of that. So if we've learned this, we'll learn the other side of it, and we'll see really what John uh, wants to uh, bring out for his readers, which is us, and where we want to get that. Uh, so uh, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, if you go to give me, I just got some, an address to a place to go to in Palm Coast, and I will admit that I am absolutely lost in Palm Coast. I have no idea. If you give me directions to get to somebody's house, the easiest one is Tom and Linda for me, okay, because I only make one turn, <laughs> and there they are. So that makes sense to me, okay? But if you've got two turns on there, you probably ought to write it down for me, okay? And I have learned to love my GPS, okay? So when Jesus says, I am the way, that's all he's telling them. He says, just follow me and you'll be fine. I can't tell you. It's too many, there's too many turns involved. Uh, for sure, Barry will get lost along the way. And so we got to get, yeah, he is the way, the truth, and the life, okay? Uh, so he is the way. And, and, and I, think it's, I think it's Publix is the best, I think, at that, too. If you go into Publix, and if Joan has given me a list, 
and I go into Publix, uh, it's like a scavenger hunt for me, okay? I have, and so I, I'll go, and, I, and very often in Publix, I say, let me take you. And they, they must look in my eyes and know, I need it, you know? So, and so they'll say, I'll take you there. Oh, there it is, right there. And then I can get it, you know? But that's the way I, so I, this makes sense to me. I'm, I'm with Thomas here. I need help to know the way, and uh, Jesus provides that. Hopefully, we'll, we'll uh, get a chance later to talk about that when we talk about the Holy Spirit, and, and obviously, one of the things we get out of the, the Spirit is guidance, and so we'll, uh, we'll be able to talk about that. But here is the way, the truth, and, and the life. Uh, what a wonderful Jesus what a wonderful Jesus he is. Uh, so he'll, he'll make sure that we arrive where we should. We can trust what he says. And what does he bestow upon us but life itself? Um, you know, we talked a while ago about uh, grief and guilt. Uh, guilt wants to rob you of your life. And Jesus wants to give you life. And I know it's really hard to think about forgiveness for yourself. It may be easier for you to think about forgiveness for other people. It may be hard for you to think about forgiveness, but that's the lesson you have to learn to get the life that Jesus wants for you. You have to learn to forgive. Forgive yourself and forgive others. And you'll have that life that, that he wants you, wants you to have. It's where you live fully. Um, a mechanic would say you'd be firing on all eight. And that's the way you should live. That's the way you should live. And uh, that's what Jesus is uh, pressing for us. Uh, from now on, you do not know him. And have, you do know him and you have seen him. And what does that mean? If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. And this is one of the hard lessons for us to learn, that it, when you're looking at Jesus, you're looking at God. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll work on this a little bit more uh, later, I think, tonight. Okay, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. <laughs> There, there he goes, yeah. But he's, he's, he's able to say it. Yeah. And if you, if you can formulate the question, let me say there's an answer for you. If you can formulate a question, yeah. And if you're not finding out the stuff that you want to find out, it's uh, because you're not asking the right question. Start asking the right question. Look at Philip here. Oh, yeah, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Okay, let's go to our next one here. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Oh, my gosh, there, there that's clear, okay? That if you see Jesus, you see the Father. Now, you know in the Old Testament, nobody gets to see God. That's what they. That's what they say, they, and it, it frightens them, because they are afraid. Because if they see God, 
then they think they'll die. And you'll see that time and time again uh, where uh, there'll be an interaction with the, uh, with the angel of the Lord and then maybe a, a, a sacrifice will be consumed or something like that and uh, the, the person will be uh, terribly afraid. What they're afraid of is afraid they're going to die. Uh, but here... You you can see Jesus, and that's what that's what you that's what you need. Show us the Father. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Now, there you see, and, and what are those works? On the, on the back of, of the sheet, you've got the seven miracles uh, in, the, in the book of John, and uh, that's his works. The, the evidence is in what he does. Uh, one place, I can't remember where it's at, he says, I do always those things I see the Father doing. It's almost like he looks, God acts, and then he acts. That's what it looks like. And do always those things he sees the Father doing. Okay. Let's go to our next slide. Uh, verily, verily, I tell you, whosoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will even they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. I can't, I can't imagine what that would be, but Jesus is saying it's there, and, and it's there for the taking. I don't, it's, well, well here's the thing. I'm from, you, you look at Jesus and you're looking at the perfect human being. Okay, he's, he's the end-all perfect human being. And, and then you're going to do greater than... I don't know. I don't know. We're working on it, okay? We're working on it. We're, we're, we're still in process here. Us old guys get together on Monday morning, we, 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 we marvel at ourselves. Here, we're 70 years old, talking about growing. <laughs> 70 plus. Everybody's 70 plus on there, and we're talking about growing. I don't know. I something... Yeah, but we still have hope, I guess. Yeah. Don't, you, don't you think that he uses the plural and they will do greater things instead of Jesus is only at one place at one time. But when the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in people, it's now everybody. So it's they. All of us have the Spirit in us. Excellent. So that's the exponential. Excellent. The key there. Go ahead. Amen. 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 And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Wow. You, you know when it says we have an advocate with the Father? 
this is, this is taking that to extreme. Amen. And, uh, of course, I'm reading as much as I can on this stuff, okay, as much as I can cram uh, in my head, okay. And, and uh, uh, Barclay says that in, in accordance with the name of Jesus, that's yeah. where... You, you got that? You, you got it that way too? Okay. In a, if you could formulate that in accordance with the name of Jesus, ask for it. And I think it's James that says, you have not because you ask not. And, I, and, and also, oh, I'm sorry. It just, it's been a few years ago now, uh, but I started to see where Jesus asked people, what do you want me to do for you? When I, you know, that, that came home. You, okay, that came home to me. And I said, well, there you go. And Jesus puts the onus right on you. And uh, you, you've got to come up with that. And uh, you've got to think about that. And here it's, 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 it's Almost the same thing. Um, now, in the book of Mark, which, which you know, it, that's more action-filled, and they uh, walk by it, the fig tree. It's been cursed, you know, and they walk by the fig tree. It's been cursed, and uh, I, I think it's Peter, I don't know, but one of the disciples said, look at that. It's, it's withered to the roots. And then Jesus takes this opportunity to teach on prayer. And he says, uh, whatever you ask for, believe that you have received it, and you will have it. So, I mean, the tenses are, are important there. So you, you, you don't, you're not praying for something in the future, you're believing that you already have it. And 1 John 5, 14 says, Since we have this confidence, we can also have great boldness before him. For if we ask anything agreeable to his will, he will hear us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we also know that we have obtained the request we have asked. Thank you. And that's what I was hearing in accordance with the name. That's what I was hearing in accordance with the name. Go ahead, Linda. Is that scripture reference? Oh, Heidi, where uh, is it? First John 5, 14, 15. Thank you. Okay, let's go to our next slide. Let me see. Amen. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. That's, of course, that's the coming of the Holy Spirit there. Uh, word cannot, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, 
but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you, and I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And so, uh, how does he do that? Through the Holy Spirit. So he's, he's introducing the Holy Spirit to them. And uh, what, what's going to happen to them in the future? Uh, there. Amen. In you. Yes. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's go to the next slide. Before long, the world will not see me anymore. But you will, you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Oh, there. That's starting to get things. That's starting to get things going here now. So now you're not just in God's hands. He's in you, and you're in him. I'll be honest with you. I can't think this way, okay? Yes, you may. He went fishing with some guys at a rough fishing area called Cork Bay in Cape Town. And he went out there, and at the end of the fishing day, they were throwing the pails over the water, over the edge, and washing the decks off. And so he was doing his part through the pail, and then the Holy Spirit said, that's what it means. The pail is in the water, and the water is in the pail. There. There you go. And you're saturated. You're saturated. Okay, let's go to our next one. Did we do, did we do all that one? Oh, let's go back then. Yeah. Uh, you're in me and I am in you. Who, whoever has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. Remember, he keeps hitting, uh, John keeps hitting on that, is you, you, you must obey you, you must obey. It is not just about faith. You must obey. You must obey. And your obedience is a proof of your heart, of, of, of where you're at. Um, let me see. Uh, keep them as the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Amen. Amen. Yes. More of a, a love relationship. Yes. More of a love relationship than a, this is you must and this is more of the world. Uh, Joan has given me very few commandments, but I love her. And I will do my best to make her happy within limits, of course. <laughs> but the the point is, it is out of love. It, it is not out of any commandment. She, she couldn't give me a commandment to do that. You know, it just wouldn't work, as you well know. As you well know, these things don't work. 
Maybe I shouldn't have brought that up. But, guys. <laughs> but it's... Uh, it, 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 that, that, and, then, and many philosophers will tell you love is, shapes our lives. Love is what shapes our lives. Uh, and and that, Jesus said, if you love him, you're, you're going to try to follow him. You're going to try to obey him. You're, okay, all right. Let's, let's go to the next one here. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot. Okay, that we got that. Judas is just a name, all right? There's a couple of guys, disciples that have the same name, okay. Uh, said, but Lord, why do you intend to show us yourself? Why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teachings. My father will love them. And we, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teachings. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Again, he's, he's emphasizing we, we who love him will also obey him. We, it will be reflected in the way we conduct our lives, our love for him. Amen? That's, that, that's one we know from the beginning, right? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Okay, let's go to the next one. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Again, here comes the Holy Spirit that is going to come alongside and be a blessing to us. We are not going to be left an orphan. That is, Jesus is going away. He's going to go away, but we are not left alone. He is leaving us with the Holy Spirit uh, to be with us and to help us. <clears throat> Let me see. Uh, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. That will come up again, again, especially in connection with the Holy Spirit. Lindsay. We read it backwards and forwards, and we have trouble understanding it. So you know that they are really grappling. This, this has got to be learned through experience. Yeah, because it seems like it's a, a lot to take in. I mean, even now, and yet we have the Word, you know. Well, we, yeah, we have the event and the, and the after, uh, aftermath, and we have difficulties understanding this, yeah. It has to be lived, really, to grasp the presence of God in you, and what that would do to you. Okay. So the time, the time zone that, that John is actually um, communicating this is right at the end before he had to go be crucified. So they had three years of actually trusting and learning to trust his word and, and what he says he does. So he, he's reflected his father all the way. And so now they have some substance to hang their faith on because they did not have the Holy Spirit. Side of the cross. Right. So they have to be encouraging one with another to pull themselves through this. And then he talks about Holy Spirit, which I'm sure um, is, is a mystery. 
the Greeks and the Jews both have a real issue with the with these kinds of words, okay? Um, because in in the Greek mind, uh, God is always uh, not invisible. Put it that way, not visible, invisible. And here Jesus is saying it's visible. I am. He he's visible. He's here. The Holy Spirit, not so much visible but uh, can be felt and, and known, okay? And uh, we already mentioned the Jews really have issue because you can't see God and live. I remember when Pastor did what I thought was an excellent sermon uh, on uh, Moses uh, wanting to see God. And I think he used the word goodness, that you can use the word goodness what you see is his goodness, but you can't see his face in that in that particular passage. Okay, and it, and it speaks of what we're what we're talking about here. That this just goes against the grain of everybody. Uh, God being so ex- accessible and and there. Okay, uh, where are we? Uh, my peace I leave. I, I give you. I do not give. To you, as the world gives, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you love me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And uh, if I, I think he's really telling them, you know, if you, you've got any real insight, you'll see the a real genius of what I'm doing here. Uh, you, you may not be able to see it now, but, you, but you've got to have faith that it's there. Joan. Well, I was, it just came to my mind. I can understand their fear and their questioning because here he has been with them and performed these miracles, done all these miraculous things and <coughs> Yeah. And they're probably wondering, what are we going to do? They don't understand that he's leaving. I don't think they've got to, what are we going to do yet? I, I, I don't think they've got to that point, of what we're going to do. That's going to be scary. Yeah, go ahead. That's what I'm. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Some lights have come on. Okay. <laughs> we got more lights to go on. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, and, and it's the same way with us, too. We have to live with Jesus for quite some time, okay? Go ahead. Well, I can just imagine at the beginning of his ministry, they saw Jesus baptized. They saw the dove come down. You would think, with, and then they saw, boom, Jesus takes off to the wilderness for 40 days. They had to have so many discussions about, okay, how were you sustained? Um, what was that bird that came down when you were being baptized, you know, all the, they had to have so many discussions that he, I'm sure he brought in the Holy 
with them. That's a good point. Just discussing, you know, because they had they had questions now, and surely they had questions then. And we don't have a lot of that information, okay? But you can sure see that. Just you know, they're around the fire at night, and yeah, yeah and and there they chit chat. Right. And of course, that's when a lot of good things happen. By the way, amen. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's go on. Uh, um, I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world, world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. And uh, what has the Father commanded him? The cross, yeah, that's, that's his path. Uh, it, it's so important to learn the path and to shoulder your path and march forward. That's your only hope for life. He's got a path for you. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's got a path for you. Learn that path, shoulder it, and go on. It's not somebody else's path. It's only for you. And each one of them will have it, okay? But that, that, that just, and uh, by the way, we got several more chapters where Jesus is cramming them for the finals because he's got now real limited time to be with them. And so he's, he's, he's just uh, cramming them. And we'll go all the way up through uh, chapter 17 with, with this on, on the disciples' behalf, on the disciples' behalf. And this is, over the years, we, we don't, we, we, you, you see we're centered around the disciples, talking about the disciples. But Jesus is facing the cross. We ought to feel something for him. Okay, that's, I, I just, we ought to feel something for him. He's the one that's going to bear the, the brunt of this and, Thank God for him, okay? All right, let's go to our next uh, next slide. Is this it? Is it? Oh, okay, we're, okay. Okay, <laughs> one of the things I wanted to do tonight, one of the things I wanted to do tonight is talk about the Holy Spirit, okay? Which is, we have difficulty talking about it, obviously, okay. And the word, but the word itself is paraclete, and I, you, you mentioned that. Uh, that. That's the biggest word, or I should say, most common word used about the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, parallel lines, paraclete. So he, someone comes along. And so, yes. Para means face-to-face. Face-to-face. That's really in the Greek. Para. Face to face. That's intimacy. Okay. Come along. Okay. So uh, years ago, uh, my dad was a peddler in East St. Louis. And just, you got to realize that's during the Depression times, and 
nobody had any money, and so he had a heck of a time trying to make until he learned to trade for commodities, and then he did pretty did better. Um, but he'd go to St. Louis, which is right across the river, bridge, and there would be the market. And he told me about the market down there. It's all cobblestone. And, and uh, Tom and Linda, I guess you remember seeing that down there, Laclede's Landing is all like the cobblestone that goes all the way down into the river. And that's where they would unload uh, these uh, uh, boats, barges that would come in there. And they used teams of horses uh, to take it up, you know, up the bank uh, to St. Louis and then make a delivery up there. And it was just too steep for one team of horses, but that's all you need as soon as you got up on top. And so they had what's called a swing team. And it was always there if you needed it. And they'd just hook that team on the front of your team and pull them over the top. And then, well, so they got them over the top, they turned them loose, and, and then, uh, you know, come back down. But that's what the paraclete does. Comes on board and helps us to get over the rough times and to get there, Okay. Probably not the best illustration on the Holy Spirit, but but it's one. It's one that and how shall, how shall I say, just when you need him most, he will make his presence known. Anyway, let's let's end with prayer, okay? Lord, we thank you for your love toward us, and we just fumble around trying to understand your son, Jesus, and uh, Lord, uh, help us to do that. Uh, give us insight that's more than we could uh, dream up in, or imagine, and uh, help us to understand you that we might live our lives better. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.